It's taken me however many years to kind of go, that's what's missing. You know, why am I so angry? Why am I yelling at the kids? Everything that they do is, you know, everything that my husband's doing is annoying me. I want to kill everyone, you know, (laughs) and it's that kind of thing where it's like, you know what, because I'm not doing anything for me. That's why. So I definitely would say you have to put yourself in your top three priorities and also don't feel guilty if you do put yourself number one. Welcome to Parenthood where each week we explore the lives of Aussie mums and dads and what's really going on behind closed doors. I'm your host, Leonia Kidanor, mum of two, business owner and relationship coach. Let's begin. Welcome to the show. Ladies, (laughs) welcome to the podcast. So good to have you. I should say Crystal and Steph are joining us here. How are you both? Good. Really good. Thank you so much for having us. Oh, absolutely. You guys are my first sisters. On oh, really? For over 100 episodes. I'm like, wow. I'm digging this. Like, <laughs> this is, yeah. No, it's awesome. And I'm so excited to sort of explore both of your journeys because, I mean, obviously, yes. Crystal, you've got little three little bubs or yep. not so little anymore. Yes. How um how old are your children? So I've got Vienna, who's 12, Harlow, who is nine, and Avery, who's five. Yeah. Yes. So your little tribe. Yeah. And then, obviously, Steph as well, you've, you're in the transition you were sort of saying at the moment as far as um you know work and where you're going to live and all all that good stuff yeah. and are you sort of dating or seeing anyone or? not at the moment yeah. so yeah. um we might have to put like my instagram tag yeah. so any <laughs> put a call out can come and follow no not <laughs> at the moment but yeah i'm definitely we're like polar opposites in that sense yeah. she's family i guess i'm korea yeah um all kind of have gone down that path so yeah yeah no kids no partner at this stage yeah it's exciting it's kind of like you know the world is your oyster which is a kind of a, a nervous but exciting place to be as well at assuming with yeah. um yeah sort of working out with what's ahead of you um so in introducing you both I've got Crystal here who's the content creator and founder of House of Harvey um having created a large Instagram community where she shares fashion lifestyle interiors and styling content and as we mentioned she well she lives here in Melbourne with her beautiful family and Steph who's um lived in London in your 20s that's that's a vibe I feel like so how long were you in London for uh two and a bit years yeah yeah how'd you go with the weather though big vibe it was didn't bother me then because I was a bit of a night owl at that part of my life yeah Yeah, so I spent a lot of my waking hours between like you know 10 p 10 a.m and like 4 a.m so it didn't really bother me it wasn't sunny (laughs) the sun wasn't there wasn't an option there (laughs) the sun was just like whatever and plus if you wanted the sun you just like jet off to Mykonos on the weekend like it's not so shabby yeah yeah. and then you moved back to Oz when um Crystal had Vienna and then had been living in Sydney for five years and now you're just working out yeah where to from here which is so so exciting I want to start at the start of I guess your journeys in that, you know, as parents, um, you, a lot of your, the way in which you parent, obviously, and even, mm-hmm. uh, you know, as auntie, etc. um, you know, a lot of your childhood stuff can come up from that, right. And can really, yeah. um, yeah. determine what type of parent you end up being. What was your upbringing like? You're, you're, I should also mention you're both very close. You're your best friends. Yeah. Yeah. So obviously there was, a, have you always had that strong bond? What was your childhood like? How much time do you have? <laughs> In a um, nutshell. Yeah. Um, so we, so our parents separated when I was seven and Steph was a three. Mm-hmm. Um, and I think since then we kind of only really had each other. So I think that's kind of where our closeness began. Mm-hmm. Um, our mum obviously had to work, you know, 
five jobs. It was that kind of thing to support us. Um, and we went from a very big house when we were with our dad to a very, very small house with just the three of us, our mum and my sister and I. Um, and yeah, so we became close, I think, but obviously we are four years apart. So we're not twins. Everyone thinks <laughs> we're twins. Like, yeah, Everyone thinks we're twins, yeah. but we are four years apart. Yeah. So we, you know, there was parts of our lives where we obviously did do different things, you know, especially when I was 18 and she was 14 or yeah. whatever, although she did. I was still going to the overage clubs. She was still going to the overage clubs with me anyway. Yeah. Our um, journeys went like that though. Like, yeah, you know, they exactly. were, we were doing different things yeah. and then we yeah. were doing things There together. was a, a period of time where we probably, not that we weren't close mm-hmm. as in, you know, we didn't hate each other or anything, yeah. but we were just doing very different things. Yeah. Um, and I think that was obviously when I met my husband around there and then that's when Steph went to London and did her thing. Mm-hmm. Um, and then we've come back together. Mm-hmm in kind of adulthood, I guess, since I had my kids. Um, And it's just a safe space, you know, like we know each other better than anyone. Mm. Like Steph knows me better than my husband knows me, I I think. Um, And, yeah, we spend a lot of time together and it's just happy. It's a happy time when we're together. So it's good. Yeah. Yeah. And I guess I wonder how with your parents separating, how did that sort of inform your relationships moving forward? Were you – I don't know. What did it sort of, you know, in yeah, meeting your yeah. partner, were you like, I'm going to be mindful of these things because I had that experience? Yeah. Like, yeah. I think so. I think that is a whole huge kettle of fish, you know, childhood <laughs> trauma that everyone I'm sure has their own version of. Um, but I think for me, it wasn't, I don't think it, it was as forward in my brain back then as it, I guess it is now. Mm-hmm. Um, getting, you know, into my 30s, my mid 30s, and then my late 30s, that's when I've, wanted to really dive into that and think about why I do things and what happened Mm. in my childhood and, you know, why do I think like that or why am I responding like that, especially with my own kids. Mm. I just knew that I wanted to find a partner who loved me at the end of the day, who was going to be there with me. And our um, family, our mum and our dad, it was a a violent situation. Mm. Um, So I knew that that's obviously what I didn't want. Mm. It had to be something that was very different to that. Mm. Um, But there's a lot of things I think from our childhood that would be the reason why we acted a certain way with, you know, partners that we had growing up or boyfriends or that kind of thing. I think when you go through a divorce as a kid, Mm. and especially back then, Mm. it wasn't like now where it's, you know, you worry about the kid's mental health. You know, I think back then it was like, well, you'll be fine. You know, you visit your dad on the weekend and Mm. that's it. Um, So I think there was a, you know, a period of time where, yeah, you know, I probably dated boys just because they liked me for a second. You know what I mean? Just to get that little bit of attention from a a man. Um, But it worked out in the end, I think for me anyway, um, which is a good, you know, is a good outcome. But it was a lot, like it has been a lot growing up. I think up. we had very different um, experiences yes. as well, like me being yeah. three and Crystal being seven yeah. and then like experiencing life through a divorce at that time. Like mm. even now I think you, it's apparent like Crystal has a family and I don't. Mm. And, I mean, not saying that every mm. younger child of a, of a divorced family doesn't have a partner, mm. Um but I guess what I experienced through not having a father growing up has affected my relationships yes. as I've gotten older in a very different way. Mm-hmm. And, like, it is it was the best thing that could have happened to us at the time. Like, it, I think if our parents were still together, we would be completely different people yeah, and, like, obviously wasn't the right people. thing for our mum. Yeah. Um, but, yeah, I think you experience it differently depending on – your age and also, yeah. yeah, like we just experienced it very differently and I think yeah, you take that's from been it. an outcome that's yeah. 
how you take how it different is things from it. Yes. You experience, I guess, the same thing, mm-hmm. but you just take different things from it. Yeah. Um, but we're also very different, even though we're very the same, we're very different. I think mm-hmm. we were very different as kids. Yeah. Um, so you know, like Steph said, it's it's what you remember. Like there might be things, and I'm sure there is, we've discussed it, that I remember as if it was yesterday that Steph would be like, oh, I don't remember that. Yeah. You know, I don't remember that. There's a happening. lot of disassociation yeah. in childhood yeah. for me. Yeah. Really? yeah. Yeah. Crystal will be like, oh, don't you remember that time that we did yeah. this? And I'm like, no, really? like not at all. Like there's whole chapters yeah. of life that I can't really remember. Almost to protect yourself. A hundred percent. Instinctively. Yeah. yeah. And I think to our mum, will retell a lot of things. Like mm. say when I was growing up, you know, mm. I was seven, eight, whatever. Steph was a baby. So I would hear my mum telling a friend, for example. Yes. So I, I don't even know sometimes if my memories are my memories mm. or if they're just my memory of my mum telling the story. Yes. Does that make sense? Yeah. It's yeah. amazing like how um, much we gr- like grow up fast in situations. Oh, in a second, definitely. Yeah, you know, yeah. Trying to be that protector yes. of the, you know, the, the family yeah. in a way. Yeah, yeah. You grow up fast. Yeah. In a, Are there yeah. things that you're mindful of now with your kids that you're like, oh, I had to really, you know, grow up fast. I don't want them to feel that. Yeah, to, there yeah. is. It's funny because I am, I mean, I don't want to say I'm a strict mum, yeah. but I am quite, you know, like make your bed. Yeah. You know, what's the big deal? Make your bed. I don't yeah. see why that's hard or those pick up your clothes. Yeah. But there is moments where I sometimes will lose my shit. Yeah. I swear on here. Yeah, yeah, um, totally. And then I think <laughs> – that little bit after, like, they're just kids. You know, she's only 12. Like, even though to me I'm like, you're 12 and I think that's older, then I step away and I'm like, she's only 12. Like, just give them a break. And I think I am a lot more mindful of that now Mm. in the past probably five years, I think. Yeah. Um, Just wanting them to have a childhood and be kids, you know, just do silly things because yeah. I think I know I hear it a lot and I do it a lot mm. where you'll be like, how old are you? Like yeah. act your age. And yeah. it's like, well, sh- they're 12 and 9 and 5. Like yes. they are acting their age. Yeah. But we just expect them to be adults. Totally. Yeah. And I think when you've got a lot going on as well, personally, you're like I'm doing all these other things outside parenthood, yeah. which you, yeah. you, you are, right? It, there's that element of it. And it, as you're talking, I reflect – back to my childhood and, you know, my parents were essentially immigrants to this mm-hmm. country. I mean, my mum was born here but left at the age of four to go to Greece. My yeah. dad's Nigerian um, and, you know, they came and it was like, you know, working, business, yeah. financial stress, all of this. And I was the eldest of three. Mm-hmm. And similarly, I had to grow up yeah. quite smart. Yeah. And look, like there's no stuff in around. Like no. you just do what you <laughs> yeah. need to do, mate. Fix your bet. There's no like ums and ums. Yeah. So I feel as though – it, as you're talking, I'm like, yeah, oh, my God. Sometimes with my kids I have this expectation, like, come on, like, get yeah. on with it because that's what I knew. Yes, exactly. But actually, like, kids be kids, right? Like, they be kids. You know, like, it's funny because as you're talking, I'm yeah. trying to remember moments of my childhood. Yeah. And I think I actually don't feel like I have many memories. Mm. So I, I remember before seven when yeah. my parents were married, yeah. but I feel like I don't have any memories of just being like a child. Mm. I feel like from – seven I remember almost being a teenager you know I don't remember just playing and like the weight weight of responsibility and things like that that yeah and because our mum had to work Mm. so much to support us Mm. and I mean she did an incredible job like hats off to her she's amazing we had to do a lot of stuff ourselves Mm. so you know there were times when we'd make our own dinner yeah at 10 or whatever yeah 
to get ourselves to school and home from school because she was working. Mm. So, yeah, it's funny because there isn't, I don't really remember times when we were playing. Yeah. I just remember playing with Barbies, but yeah. I don't know how old I was at that point. And what yeah. about you, Steph? Like, do you feel that that, in, that work ethic that you have, that drive that has been with you forever stems from that experience as well and your mum? Yeah. Oh, yeah, definitely 100%. Mm-hmm. Like mum was always a career woman and it was just about, you know, like for her obviously a very different situation, like she needed to support us mm-hmm. whereas I only have myself that I'm supporting. Mm-hmm. But definitely I've always gone down that career path and just, you know, independent woman, strong. Mm-hmm. I even, um you know, through doing therapy and counselling, I've like broken down those barriers of, you know, I think I show up as very masculine and sometimes I put that to be the reason why I haven't found someone or my past partners have been quite feminine, you know, like yeah. I guess in their energy. Yeah. Yeah. And I'm, you know, now at this age I'm trying to be a little bit more feminine and lean into that and not be so I can do everything. You don't need to like don't come in the kitchen, don't do <laughs> like you know, I'm I'm that person. Like I lived um I had housemates in Sydney mm. and my first housemate I remember like peering over the kitchen, over the couch, <laughs> looking in the kitchen when he'd be like cutting things. Which chopping board are you using? Yeah. Like which knife? Like that energy and stuff is just not what I kind of want to bring to yeah. a relationship. But and that's not what to, we grew up with. But that's what yeah. we grew up with, yes. like, with our mum. Just, you know, she everything. had to be in yep. control of everything. Yep. Yeah. She was the mum, the dad. She was, yeah. you know, yeah. and that's exactly right how I think we are. <laughs> Even in friendship groups, yeah. we've got it, we'll organise it. Like, yes. you know, we just had to be the ones in just, control. Like, take the reins, yep. yes. right? I can yep. so relate to that. And as you're sort of talking, Steph, I was thinking, you know, obviously, you know, women in their 30s often, and I've got a number of friends as well who are sort of single and living their life to their fullest and very career-focused um, like yourself. Um, has the thought of freezing eggs or anything like that come come to your mind? Because I know for them it, it certainly has. I was just curious your thoughts on on that yeah 100 percent. look 35 for me was like the scary age at the start of the year when I turned 35 I was like what is going on like how am I five years to 40 when I feel 26 I feel like I look maybe 27 I don't know (laughs) but you know what I mean I was like I think it was my scary age and look I've spoken about it with a lot of my friends over the last few years but it was probably this year the first time where I said to myself I should go get something checked. Mm-hmm. I think for me, in terms of what that looks like for the future, mm-hmm. it's different, I guess, for all women. Mm-hmm. But I've always known within myself that a family for me is what I want. Like, I don't want a child per yeah. se. Okay. I want a family. Yeah. So unless I have someone that I can raise a child with, and I know that that's not promised, yeah? Like, mm-hmm. it's not like you marry someone and then they're stuck with you for life. Yeah. Um, But I guess for me, yeah, unless I've got someone that's going to, you know, do half of the things with me. Like I don't even want to get a dog on my own. So, you know, in terms of like responsibility, (laughs) um, yeah, I think for me, like that's why I would think about freezing my eggs. So I did go and get the test. Um, I got like the blood test and stuff around, August this year, I found a really good doctor in Sydney. If anyone wants a recommendation, she's amazing. She was really helpful. Um, and I got positive news back from just the results in terms of my egg count and I guess how things are looking down there. But I didn't, um, have the opportunity to go any further, just like due to my move and needing to come back to Melbourne. But yeah, I guess that's positive. And I, the next step for me, maybe next year we'll be looking at freezing those eggs it just yeah yeah, it's it's hard it's such a hard thing I think for women like there's so much burden I mean I feel like it should be free for starters I feel like we should get like way more support or it should almost be just something that 
is a natural thing that's part of, you know, going to get a vaccine or yeah, whatever yeah. it is. Like I just don't know why the pressure of it is left on every individual to just decide. Mm. But, yeah, that pressure is a lot. I really feel like it is a lot. And I know so many women that are going through the yeah, same thing. So do I, yeah, right. Yeah. yeah. It's like you could be, you know, in your 40s as a guy. guy yeah. There's no way. Would yeah. You even it's not even a thought. No. I remember when I was I was living in Sydney I was with a guy. I was 27. I was like, this is the guy I'm going to marry, move from Melbourne for him. Like, it was fantastic. Then he breaks my heart after living with yeah, him for a yeah. year. And I was devastated. Thank God he did because it was a destructive relationship. Yeah, but yeah. I was hanging on to him for dear life because I'm like, I'm 27. Yeah, I've got yeah. my timeline. Had yeah. I had a baby with him, then yeah. we would have lasted six months and finished, yeah. right? So anyway, I go then to Bondi, living my best life for a couple of years there, you know, on boats, just loving life, yeah, like yeah, the yeah. holiday facade that is Bondi. Yeah. And then I remember I was 29, nearly turning 30 soon, and I went, okay. And I had a lot of girlfriends there that I'd met through Sydney people, um, and they were a lot of them were mid-30s to 40s, look like they're 23. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah of course. <laughs> yeah, yeah, like, yeah. And I'm like, oh, my gosh, like it's just amazing. And I could see myself being the next 10 years yeah. doing the same thing. 100%. And, and then, But then I, in the back of my mind I thought, I got to. I'm going to sort of reassess things. I feel I need to step out of the Bondi bubble and go back to Melbourne yeah. at least to kind of recalibrate because I feel like I've been on this holiday for a yeah. But also because I'm mindful that I'm single and I don't have a partner, I would like to have one. And it almost becomes this active thing yeah. that you're having to think about, yeah. Yeah. which is so unfair as yeah. a female versus a guy who's just like, well, kicking about. Yeah. yeah. Like, when it happens, it happens. You yeah. know, like it's crazy. Like your what you just explained yeah. is like so real for being in Sydney but also yes. I think like for many women to just choose like different paths mm. but even like some other things that came up was you know I left a job after seven years and then I was after I left that job the first thing in my mind was like oh my god I've just left potential 12 month uh paternity uh parental yeah. leave sorry and then you know now I'm like looking at jobs and I'm like what's their you know what's their parental leave policy yes. whereas I just don't feel like for men they would even have to consider no. that. But it's even like changing careers and thinking, what am I going to do for the next five years? Do kids fit in that? Yeah. It's, yeah, it's just so much extra pressure. pressure. Yeah. So sometimes that like beach boat lifestyle <laughs> yeah. is like sometimes I just want to keep going down that path. <laughs> Sounds good to me and I've yeah. got kids. <laughs> I'm happy to go down that Very line for a little enticing. while. Yeah. Did you? I mean, what was your story, Crystal? Like when did you meet your So husband? I, I mean, I – because obviously I had to grow up quite mm. fast, I feel like I, you know, even at 18 was almost like what the 23, four-year-olds are like now. Mm. I think back then it was you had a bit more freedom and it wasn't as kind of scary to yeah. go out and whatever. Mm. So, yeah, I had a, a good life, like a good um, party, partying mm. life and stuff. And then I met my husband when I was 22, mm. I think it was, and I was a hairdresser at the time, full-time hairdresser. Mm. So, we uh, met and we were basically best friends, like quite close friends at the start. And then we went overseas together. We got together. We went overseas for five months. Mm-hmm. Um, and then I was, I had always wanted kids very young. Mm-hmm. And I think I was, I feel like a lot of girls that are my age now went through that stage when they were young where they were like, what if I can't have kids? And it was just like this thing that you thought you couldn't have kids for no reason whatsoever. Yeah. Um, and I was like, I want to have kids by 25, by 26. And I was really adamant. And then I got to 25, 26, and I was honestly having a great time. Mm-hmm. I had my partner, but we were just loving life, really, really loving life. And then I fell pregnant at 27 on the pill. 
Oh my so, God. so life just made the decision for me. But you um, wanted kids for so long. I wanted like, kids for so long. But then I yeah. did get to this point of 26, 27 where I was like, oh, like I'm good. You know, I don't, mm. I'm not that stressed. Yes. When I have kids, I have kids. Yeah. When we, you know, But I, I was in a relationship, so I guess there wasn't that much pressure. Yeah, yeah. Um, and then I fell pregnant on the pill and I was wow. just remember being at the doctor's like, how? Yes. How did this happen? And, you know. Yeah. It was like, do you want me to spell it out for you? And I was like, but how? But how? It was, and I just kind of look at that and I think it obviously was just meant to be. Yes. It was just meant to be. Yeah. But I did, as stupid as it sounds, I cried about wanting to have kids for Mm. so long. Mm. And then when I fell pregnant, I cried about being pregnant. You know what I mean? But so you cry all the time. So I don't know that that's a surprise. I do. I know. Yeah. But it was, it was like, but because I think. People go on about having, you know, I want when they're young, I want to yeah. have kids, I want to have kids, I want to have kids. Mm. But the second that you're pregnant, it's like she gets real. It's, it's not you can't just take the top. <laughs> no, it's no. not like a top you can just take no, it back. No. It's, <laughs> it's like this is it. This is real. Like yeah. this is actually happening. I can't pretend it's not. Yes. So it was. It was scary. Mm. And my so my partner is five years younger than me. I so can't. I so he was only 21, 22, oh, whatever yeah. when we got pregnant. Oh, yeah. So you know there was that as well because yeah. he was probably like what. What the yeah. hell? Um, did he step? I mean, oh yeah, so yeah, so it's we had. I found out we were actually on a holiday, yeah. and he was going to propose on that holiday. But I did a pregnancy test the day we got there, so it was like basically he was like, "Well, now I'm not like, cause, oh. you know, like because then it's like it's oh, a bit yeah. much." They, yeah. they found out <laughs> yeah. they were pregnant, yeah. and then yeah. all of a sudden this ring came yeah. out of nowhere. So then, um, he, you know, so he already, already had a plan, I guess, okay. but it was just this big thing because then he was in denial because then for the next probably month or so he was going to buy this one-seater car and, you know, he wanted to roll with that for a while. He was like, no, I'm going to do this. And I'm like, okay, well, we're having a baby, so <laughs> you can do, you can do that maybe after. But, yeah, so it worked out well. But yeah. like I said, it was this thing that I wanted for so long and I think I – put so much pressure on myself mm. to have this family so young and I wanted to be this young mum. Yeah. And then it, I felt pregnant and I was honestly, you know, devastated for yeah. a couple of days. Yeah. It was because it was just like, yeah, it was That's just all like, happening. Totally. And it's almost like the life that I knew is now going to be no longer. That's what I mean. Yeah. Yes. And I'm curious to from your perspective as well. I mean, seeing you know, Crystal and her journey. Mm. I mean, a lot of people do lose themselves, particularly when they become parents. I certainly did. And you're like, who am I? Like, you know, as you said, one day you're this and the next day you've got all these responsibilities and you're kind of, you know, your Mm -hmm. life is now Mm -hmm. no, no longer just for yourself and your partners. Did you like witness the a change of like I don't know identity. Did you witness a crisis? Like I'm curious your perspective. Yeah. Were you in London when I fell pregnant? Yeah, I was yeah, in London yeah, when yeah, Crystal yeah, fell pregnant, yeah. and then I came back for Vienna's birth, mm. and then went back to London, traveled for like another yeah. five months, and then I permanently moved back. Okay. But I think like the experience for me, like growing up, Crystal was always a mother figure to me. So I think yeah. to see her as a mother with Vienna, it was just a natural progression. And as I said, like. You have always wanted kids. Yeah. Like I remember growing up, you wanted the family. Like you would yeah. talk about being pregnant, being a mum. So yeah. it felt really natural and a natural progression. Mm-hmm. If anything, I feel like you went throughout the journey, you're like where you are now is back to where we both were yeah. when we were going to 
clubs when I shouldn't have been. So yeah. I was like six. <laughs> it is true. So I was 16 yeah, and you yeah. were like, what, however yeah. old, 20. Yeah, yeah. Right? I mean, people yeah. know now it's fine. I remember rocking up to the club when it was my 18th birthday and being like, oh, this is my ID. And they were like, oh, they were like, hang on a second. But you've been, been coming, coming for, three for years. the last three years. And she's and like, well, well, now I'm legal. Yeah. <laughs> so, yeah, I think just the natural progression of seeing you, yeah. Um, yeah, be a mum. It was it was natural. It was she was always a mother, which I, I think, think is why people were so shocked when I cried and cried because mm. people were like, hang on, yeah, didn't you always want this? You yeah. know, like we, this is normal for us, mm. but for me, I was like, I don't know. Now I don't know. You yeah. know, the reality yeah. of it. Sets yeah, in. I want to hear about and something really interesting you just <laughs> said then about the way that now we've sort of come a little bit full circle yeah. in that, like we're a little bit more misindependent, and I know that. You guys recently went on a trip overseas mm-hmm. um, yeah, to Italy with your did. mom. Yeah. Did you find the time away from your children as well enabled you to sort of go, okay, well, what you know, who am I? What, yeah. do, what do I want? Has anything shifted for you since then? Yeah, so I think my journey – so when I was pregnant with Vienna, mm. I the whole pregnancy – the pregnancy was divine. It was amazing. And I – was still like not pregnant when I was pregnant. You know how some people are like pregnant and that's it, that yeah. it's all about the baby. Whereas I s- still went clubbing when I was pregnant. Yeah, yeah. Um, and I was just kind of, I was like, cool, I'm having a baby, but I'm still me. Then yeah. I had Vienna and it was a, it was a shock. Like it was a big shock. I had a, um, a terrible birth with her. It was, you know, that kind of thing. Mm-hmm. So it was just not what I thought it would be like. And then I think I kind of was like, okay, well, what am I doing? What, you know, what, what do I do now? You know, what do I do with this kid? Mm. What do I do with this body that doesn't look like my body? I don't look like me. You know, all these things were just really different. Mm. Um, and then when I had Harlow, I felt a little bit more like myself. So four and a bit years later, no, two and a bit years later, sorry. I felt a little bit more like myself. The two girls were easy. I think after Harlow was born, I think I kind of got back. To being me a little. Then I had Avery and that I feel like put me right back to the beginning. So having my third, I felt completely disconnected with myself. Um, and a lot of people say the third one just slots right in, but for yeah. me it was. But you even freaked out about having a, a boy. boy. Yeah. Because we'd grown yeah. up as just, just two the, girls yeah. and then. And our mum, so yes. just women. We it was kind of like, have- na- like natural progression yeah. like it was like the same thing was yep. happening I remember you like speaking to me on the phone being like what am I going to do when I change his nappy oh, like yeah I haven't I was, changed a boy nappy yeah, yeah. I, I don't even think I'd seen like a you know a little yeah, boy little, little peepee yeah, ever yeah. <laughs> um yeah and so yeah when I had Avery, and Avery's uh pregnancy was terrible so oh. I was sick for 35 weeks oh. so it was you know it was just this thing after another where I was like I felt like I was losing myself. I felt like, mm. you know, all these things in my life were just very different at that point. Mm. The two girls was easy. Okay. I feel like after the two, like we travelled with the two girls. We yeah. went to America a couple of times mm. and that was quite, I felt really independent even though we had the kids. But then throw that third one in and I felt a bit lost. So, yes, mm. going overseas, um, I kind of got to a point, so Avery's five now yeah. or he turned five just after we got home. Yeah. I knew we had spoken about going away for for years. You know, yeah. we should go on a trip. Yeah. And it was all I'm, about getting mum to go to yes, Italy. Yes, like, exactly. Yeah. So we really wanted to get her to go because she'd never been. So our mum. Yeah. heritage. Yes, so yeah, we're yeah. Italian, yeah. yeah. So our mum obviously being a mum of two, a single mum of two that had yes. to work her whole life, still works like a dog now, mm-hmm. um, had never, we've never been on a family holiday ever, wow. the three of us. We went, th- we did go on one family holiday where we caught a bus from Melbourne yeah, to Queensland. to Queensland. Yeah, yeah to so see family. That was like one of the only times. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. And that was. 
was that's like a memory that I was nine. So it was only a couple of years after they got divorced. Yeah. So yeah, we'd never done that. Yeah. And it was kind of like we we need to do this. I think yeah. we need to take her. We need to go together. But also for me, I'm lucky because I have a husband who is hands on. Yeah. And I think that you know, I try not to take that for granted, mm-hmm. but I was like, well, I can go. I can go away. It's not going to be that big a deal, yeah. you know, and the girls are older and they're mm-hmm. self-sufficient, you know, they're not, but you know what I mean. Yeah. Um, and, you know, Avery's not at school, so it's it's that little bit easier to do what you need to do. Yeah. So I was, I knew that I needed it. And also mm-hmm. I just wanted to spend some time with my sister and my mum, mm-hmm. just just us without the kids. I love the kids. Yeah. But, different. you know. They're not there, right? <laughs> it's yeah. yeah. Um, so, yeah, when I went, I did feel you know, I don't know if my kids ever listen to this. They're probably going to have a heart attack. But I felt single. I felt like I didn't have kids. I wasn't worried about them, which is once again because of my husband, yeah. which I'm lucky. Yeah. But I felt just free. Like we could just do whatever, you know. Yeah. Um, it was probably our mum that was the hardest to, to look after. Because no, you know, she no, just yeah. freaked out. I yeah, think, I think whole, she did yeah. freak out a little. It was like really, I think it was just really eye-opening for her. Like yeah. we, we've been travelling yes. before with, we both went traveling together for the first time when I was 17. I was 21. 21. Um, and then I lived overseas, obviously. And then, you know, we've always kind of been like that. And with our mum, every place we were just, Oh my God, look at this. Like, how cool is the Eiffel Tower? And, you know, we were just kind of forcing culture and like art and all of this. Cause we're like, do you like it? Like, are you looking at it? Yeah. Isn't it amazing? She's like, yeah. "Yeah." Like, I think at one, like when we got, cause we went to Paris first just for a few days because it was her birthday. So we went to Paris for her birthday. And there was a few times I think where I was like, Mum, the Eiffel Tower, look at the Eiffel Tower. And she's just like, Crystal, I'm overwhelmed. I and, can you know, see it. She was like, I can see she's it. She's like, I can see it. And, you know, I will cry. Like, yeah. if it's beautiful, I'll cry. Yeah. So I'm like, why aren't you crying? Why, <laughs> you know, like, why aren't you overwhelmed? And, yeah, so she yeah. was just, she was kind of like, wow, like, yeah. relax. Yeah. <laughs> but how was that for you, Steph? I mean, obviously being away together, having not, I feel like, you know, I feel like, even just take a beat, the fact that you hadn't even really had the opportunity growing yeah. up to have that, those yeah. moments together, those special moments where you're not working, you're not running off to yeah. do all the things. Like mm. did that like. W- it was really great for me too. It, yeah. yeah. I think so we spoke at the start of this year and I like I think I said to you like we should go to Italy. Mm. We should take mum to Italy. Yeah. And I, even if you think about the last five years of me living in Sydney, we went through COVID so there was a lot of time where mm. I was like, you know, removed from being with these guys and yeah. like with my family. So mm. it was a great experience, opportunity to be able to do that, to spend time. Yeah. Um, it slotted back into how it just felt like, mm. you know, that's the thing with family. You don't yeah. feel like there's any time mm. in between it. Yeah. Uh, but it was great. Like I, as well as you, you say like you felt free, like mm. I felt the same. And yeah. I think it's also because we went to Italy, which is our heritage we went to Sicily, which is where our family's from, yeah. you know, and you're walking around there. And I'm, what do you call, like a universalist, like I believe in energy and all of those things, yeah. like spirituality. Yeah. For me, being there was just that feeling like I'm getting goosebumps thinking yeah. about it. So the it whole It feels thing, like home, doesn't it? Yeah, it feels yeah. like home. It does. Yeah. Mm. The yeah. people you see feel like family, family. even though they're not, because yeah. they all look like your yeah. grandparents yes. and hearing people like speak them. Italian yeah. in the background. Yeah. yeah. So. Yeah. It was a really, really we great fit in. experience. Like, I mean, you know, we fit in in Australia, obviously, yeah. but we really do fit in there. Yeah. Like, it, we just look like we're from there when yes, we're there. Yes, yeah. yeah. 
So then I'm wondering, Crystal, so like from that experience, your way, you're, you don't have the children, you said you struggled a little bit from an identity piece with Avery and then yeah. sort of where did that leave you? Did you sort of start thinking, okay, you know, where did it leave you? What, did you come yeah. back in a different mindset? I did. I yeah. think I I came back. So my son, a lot of people say that the son is a mummy's boy. Mm. My son is a daddy's boy. Okay. So, you know, it'll be like, where's dad? I want a dad to put me to bed. So I haven't had that needy boy thing, right? Yeah. So when I was away, it, he, you know, he didn't cry. They didn't cry for me. Like the only one that kind of cried was my middle daughter. You know what I mean? Harlow um, cried I know, for but not, not in yeah. a bad way. Like it's just because they're so content with yeah, dad. Like, yeah, yeah. and that's amazing. Right, I mean, yeah. there's been so many times over the past five years that I've snuck off to Sydney for the weekend yeah. to spend time with Steph. Yeah. Um, so yeah, I, when I was away, like I said, I, I loved it. I did feel, you know, fine, mm. completely fine. Mm. And since I've come back, I think it took me, I think it's still taking me. I mean, we've been back for a couple of months, but it's, it's hard, I think, to then go, okay, well, now do I have to give everything back to them? Mm. You know, um, do I have to do, you know, do I have to do everything again? And I mean, obviously as a mum, you do everything as much as you can. Mm. Um, but I think the fact that I was like, well, you guys survived so fine without me, Mm. (laughs) you know? So I have been a little bit more, you know what? I'm going to go for a walk now. Yeah. Right. And it's, you know, I don't need to explain myself. You guys are fine. I'm going to yeah. go for a walk or yeah. even just getting up that little bit earlier. And I go to Pilates in the morning. Yeah. And I think before Italy, when I was going, I would rush home to kind of like get them ready and stuff. And now I'm like, I'm just, I, I mean, I'm going to get home before yeah. I need to take them to school, yeah. but I'm not feeling that pressure of just having to, you know, they won't survive without me because yes. they, they will, that they, they did. Yeah. And I think that for me, I'm a better mum, a way better mum yeah. when I'm content in myself. Yeah. You know, yeah. so much more. I think when I'm when I feel like I'm doing so much and I've lost everything about myself, yeah. I yell so much mm-hmm. more in those moments. So yeah, I think for me, it's definitely I feel like a better mum. Mm. Even though, you know, it's not as if I've taken a step back or anything. It's yeah. not like that. But yeah. you know, I don't I still put myself first, I yeah. think. It's so – and it's yeah. sort of like a different perspective, isn't yeah. it? And also yeah. with the knowledge of knowing, like, they're fine. Like, yeah. And often that's what we do. We suffocate yep. them and we're like, oh, God, you know, picking up yep. everything, putting their socks on when they can kind of do it themselves. But yeah. it's just like, just got to get you out the door. Exactly. Because, like, I've got to do it. Because yep. if I don't do it, it's not going to get done. That's right. And so yep. I think there's something so beautiful in stepping back and yep. stepping away. And it obviously is a – privilege that you are able to do that but for those listening you know if it's a night away if you can or whatever it is just to try and go okay family doesn't yeah yeah like they'll be fine they'll figure it out without us definitely but it's a testament to anyone I think just to think you know whether you're a parent or not like Mm. listening to you say that like as long as you prioritize something that feeds you and your soul you're a better person to everyone you're a better person to the world you're better you're a better person at work and therefore a better mum to your kids or a daughter to your mom or whatever it needs to be I think that you know the message is that you need to put yourself first to be a yeah. better person in the world. I did. Yeah. So with my Instagram, like mm. my audience, that's something that I've spoken about for so many years, mm. like putting yourself first. And it's mm. funny because prior to going to Italy and mm. obviously going to Sydney, 
you know, is a couple of days off. But before I was going to Sydney to visit Steph, I hadn't had any time away from the kids. And I remember watching other people on Instagram, other mums who would have all these um, weekends away. And even though that's what I was promoting, I was yeah. basically like, you need to put yourself first. And I'd never done it. And I'd see other mums and they'd go away. And I remember thinking, oh, well, that that would be nice. You know, I wish I could do that. Yeah. This is obviously when my son was a baby. Yeah. Um, and then, yeah, and now I've just done this full 360 and I'm like, I'm out of here. I'm yeah. going to Italy <laughs> for four weeks. See you later. But no, it, it has been the best thing. Yeah. I definitely feel like before I had kids. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, absolutely. And I'm just curious. I mean, we, with the podcast, we talk a lot to couples, yeah, yeah. Um, mums and dads, same-sex couples, et cetera, and talk about sort of, yeah, how their dynamic even as individuals but also as a couple has shifted. And I was after having children, mm-hmm. right, I was curious from both of your perspectives and, Steph, even from your perspective of looking in, you know, what have been some of the challenges that you think that you know parents you may have faced yourself Mm -hmm. or whatever when it comes to that sort of couple dynamic and then I'm curious Steph because my sisters say this to me all the time and they're they're six and seven years younger than me they're single living their best lives actually one's in a um has a boyfriend the other one's yeah she's living in New York she's doing a second city bitch she goes I've now seen what it's like to have a family where she's got a lot of friends who are like we just have a baby, you know, and they're just, and she's like, you don't freaking understand mm, how yeah. intense yeah. it is to have a child and to not sleep because yeah. she saw it, right? You've seen it. Yeah. And therefore she knows that the person that she ends up with, she's like, I'm not going to settle because yeah. I know that that shit won't, will not last. Like I've no. seen how testing yeah. it can be. Yeah. So I'm just curious, like from both of your perspectives on the relationship front, mm-hmm. biggest challenges, and maybe even from your perspective, Steph, things that you'd be looking for you know, in a partner knowing what it's like when you've got a family. Yeah. I think for me, so my husband is one of three boys and he Mm. also comes from a divorced family. So he was raised just by his mum. Right. So I think we had the same upbringing kind of with Mm. our mums. So we both had a single mum, you know, we both had a mum who worked, you know, 50 hours a day Mm. just to put food on the table. So I think going into our relationship he already had the respect for the woman, mm. you know, the mum, yeah. which obviously was to my favour. Mm. I think it was probably harder for me because I didn't grow up with a dad mm. or an example of what a dad should be like. Yeah. So, you know, when we had our kids, so my kids will take his side and, like, laugh at his jokes, whereas I'm like, hey, I'm way funnier, you know, just things like that. Where <laughs> or like it's, how they barrack for the kids, yeah, barrack for the bombers, that's and we right. barrack for Carlton. Uh, so uh, we're both like, why? I'm like, why would you choose no. your dad? I don't understand that. <laughs> you know, so I think, yeah, I think in my dynamic with my mm. partner, it's it's probably me, I think, maybe who has struggled that little bit more only because, like I said, I didn't have a male mm. figure in my life. Mm. Um, but we also parent very differently. So even though our mums are, you know, the same single mums, they parent very differently. And I think that's been the biggest struggle and dynamic since we've had kids, mm. him and I, just little things that he might yell at, mm. I'll be like, that's fine. And then things that I want to yell about, he's like, why are you yelling? Yeah. Those kind of things. And I think mm. with just the girls before Avery, mm. it probably wasn't as much of an issue. But since we've had our son, mm. there's a lot of things. But this is the thing. I don't know what it's like to be a dad or have a son yeah. or a brother. So for me, it's very different. I don't really understand it. So I feel like I'm still learning mm. 
how to be a boy mum, how to have a husband who has a son, how to, mm. you know, how to have a son who has a dad. Mm. It's it's different. I, I mean, you know, maybe other people don't feel like that, but I feel like it's quite different yeah. for me to really understand. And also too because I think we are, we were such a close-knit three girls, me, Steph, and my mum, yeah. the three of us, you know, it was just us three girls. Mm. So even just things like, when we just lived together without, you know, before we had boyfriends and whatever, mm. you'd get out of the shower and walk to the kitchen with no clothes on, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. You know, because yeah. it's just the three of you. Yeah. It's just the three girls. Whereas then you have a husband mm. and then you have, you know, a son yeah. and it's all these things kind of need to change a little, you know. Mm. It's, yeah, the dynamic has been um, different mm. and challenging at times. Mm. But he is also, my husband is, like I said, very um, willing to appreciate the fact that I'm a mum, you know, and he yeah. appreciates his mum. Yeah. So I'm lucky in that sense. Yeah. Your yeah. values are alike and often. Yeah, I like think so. It comes down to values yeah. based with the one, you know, the relationships yeah. that are sustainable, similar values. Yes. And just on that, and I'll, I'd love to hear your perspective too, Steph, on that. But um, I just as it came to mind, I remember when I was single, um, 29, moved back to Melbourne, mm-hmm. back to reality, mm-hmm. right? And I was like, okay, I don't know what I'm looking for in a guy because I had the list of the materialistic stuff. Like yeah. this, 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 yep, this, yep. you know, living this the life. This tool, yep. This, you know, all that sort of stuff. I had this job. Da, da, da. And then I that didn't work out because guess what? I got him. I mm. got the unicorn and <laughs> yeah. that was a shit fight. That didn't work out. So yeah. what am I looking for now? Yep. I don't know, right? And yeah. I ended up seeing a relationship guru kind of spiritual but, yeah, person. And I was like, I'm just so lost. And she goes, okay, I want you to, rather than think about the materialistic mm-hmm. things, which is what I was doing, I want you to think about how you want to feel yep. and what mm. essentially what values resonate mm-hmm. with you and what, what comes to mind. And I'll never yeah. forget it. My three were playfulness, respect, mm-hmm. and passion. Yep. Mm. She goes, right, take that out into the world yep. and see who's ticking those boxes. Yep. Values, right? Like yep. what do you yep. value? Um, yep. And then funnily enough, I ended up back with my very first boyfriend and oh, now we're yeah, married. With oh, oh, um, yeah. I've known him for forever, but yeah. And, but he ticked at that point in my life, he ticked those boxes. Yep. I'm curious, Steph, from your perspective, yep. having seen what it's like, like what are your thoughts yeah. on all of that? Well, I think like Crystal and Aldo are a really good match and like, they like the same things. You both went traveling, like they're growing, you kind of grew up together and then obviously have had kids and everything's great. Um, and-, and I just want to add too, this is really weird. People might think this is weird, but he reminds me a lot of Steph. So like my husband yeah. and Steph get along really well. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I think growing that- up when they first got yeah, together, everyone yeah. used to think that Aldo and I Stop. were brother and sister. Yeah. Oh, so- yeah. yeah. But yeah. we both had like peroxide blonde hair at one point, so that's probably why. But I we do like, kind of look, yeah. we all kind of look alike. Yeah. Do you look yeah. like your soulmate? No, yeah. don't you? Yeah. Do you yeah. look like your well, partner? I'm I'm a Harvey, and he's Aussie with blue eyes and yeah, brown. But okay, I, right. But there is, but yeah, like the structure. I bet you yeah, exactly. Yeah. I still yeah. see what you're saying. Yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. I feel yeah. like people morph into their partners yes. or something. I don't know. Yeah. When I meet someone new, I'm like, if I don't look anything like them yeah. at all, I'm you're like, you're not my soulmate. Sorry, not This is not going to work. No, but I think from a values perspective, I completely agree like it's really hard in this day and age with dating apps and dating in in general Mm. to not be superficial because you're looking at a picture and you can't tell anything about the person apart from a couple of silly prompts that they might put on the app so it is really superficial and it's hard to move past that Mm. but I think most definitely as I spoke earlier about you know wanting to have a family and those priorities for me Mm. what's really important for me in my home space is 
I love when people come over. Mm. And I remember I went on a date at one point a few years back and I sat across from this guy who I was attracted to and everything, but he said to me, I hate when people come to my house. Like if we were going back for kick-ons, I wouldn't go. And then immediately in my head I said, this is not it. Like Mm. for me, I need someone who's, you know, really like welcoming to people, super open-minded, you know, and when it comes to, I guess, parenting and things, I've always said this loosely, but, you know, someone that grew up with sisters because you know that they're maybe a little bit more feminine or, like, emotionally intelligent, you know, someone that's close to their mum. Those things are, I guess, important when you're thinking about dating and they're definitely things that I have considered um, because I guess you just have to. And values I think are the most important thing that you connect on, right? And if you don't have the same values, then you're Mm. basically – from different planets. That's exactly right. Yeah. And I think the one thing, I mean, I always scoff at like or laugh when people say like we had a baby to fix the marriage. I'm oh, like, no, that's no. the uh, worst. Rewind. Yeah. <laughs> Rewind. Yeah. Come on. You know, yeah. because it's the most testing time. So Definitely. I think it's amazing yeah. sort of going into this new chapter of your life as well. I say new chapter because obviously you're still working through yeah. where you're yeah. going to live and things like that. But, um, and you know, and as you're out in the wild meeting people, I think it's so great to have that perspective of like, not a, like the passion, yeah, but also like it has to, yeah, it has, has to. Jump. I know what this looks like, yeah. so yeah. I want to make sure that it's forever and whatever that looks like. Yeah, I, I know my sisters really took that away. For me, I didn't have necessarily anyone that I would look up to just to see what that was yeah. about. Yeah. And I think that's why I found parenthood very jarring for me because, yeah. and I had prenatal depression mm-hmm. when I was pregnant and then I'd postnatal, but yep. also like identity crisis and things because I was like, wait, is this actually what yeah, happens? Like, yeah, I, I was the I same. The heads up? I was like, the same. I feel yeah. like I based my, what I thought marriage was off movies Yes, because I watched a lot of movies, yes. obviously didn't have, you know, a family that was together. So mm. I couldn't see my mum or anything and mm. I would watch movies and I still do yeah. and I get lost in it. And it's like that then becomes what I think it needs to be. Yes. And I reckon that before I met my husband, mm. even when I met him, let's be honest, yeah. it was that. It was like, does he love me more than I love him? Yes. You know, will he will he do these dramatic things for me? You know, because that's what my I thought was normal yes. from all the movies that I'd watched. Yeah. yeah. No, mm. absolutely. It's like that, yeah, perspective and sort of seeing things, I guess, again, yeah. the beauty of being like the youngest sibling, for example, you can kind of go, okay, yeah, yeah. I know what that shit looks like. Yeah. Over the hill, yeah. So I'm going to make sure. Yeah. yeah. 100%. I'm making big Let decisions. Let her try it out. Yeah. 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 We'll see how that goes. Yeah. No, yeah. I love that. I guess sort of, I'd love any final words of advice, for example, for, um, in your perspective, Crystal, for those, you know, parents who are sitting there going, look, I'm feeling like I'm mm-hmm. losing myself a little bit in my identity and I'm feeling like the family thing is just all consuming and like who the hell am I and where do I – any tips because you've just come off, you know, a couple of months yep. ago come fresh back into your yep. life with the kiddos. What's one tip you feel as though those people could maybe take away and consider if they're trying to kind of find yep. themselves again? I think you definitely – it has to be a priority – It doesn't have to be number one if Mm. you cannot do that, but it has to be top three of doing something for yourself, whether it is just sitting in the car for an extra 15 minutes after you go to Safeway, Woolies, you know, just to have those minutes before you go back inside, whether it's going for a walk, whether Mm. it's going to Pilates, where, you know, if you can go on a trip, go on a trip. I think you really need to connect with yourself. I think that is so important. And, you know, it's taken me however many years to kind of go, that's what's missing. Mm. You know, why am I so angry? Why am I, 
yelling at the kids, everything that they do is annoying, you know, everything that my husband's doing is annoying me. I want to kill everyone, you know, (laughs) and it's that kind of thing where it's like, you know what, because I'm not doing anything for me, that's why. So I definitely would say you have to put yourself in your top three priorities and also don't feel guilty if you do put yourself number one. You know, I think if that's what it takes for you to be a better mum, a better wife, a better friend, sister, put yourself first. Yeah. Does it mean that you're selfish? Does it mean that you value them any less or you love them any less? Yeah. It just means that you know what you need to do to be at your 100% so you can give them, you know, 80% of that, yeah. for example, and then you're still left with something. You don't resent them for, you know, leaving their socks all over the floor. Totally. No, yeah. so, so yeah. well said. And Steph, I'm just curious from um, your perspective as well, like in sort of wrapping up, for those sitting there kind of, you know, in a similar situation as yourself going, look, you know, I'm still looking for the one and, you know, but I'm feeling anxious about that and, you know, time's mm. ticking and all these things and it's so out of my control, what do I do now? Like are there certain things that you do, that you say, that you preach, that you remember that – keep you grounded. Any tips? Yeah. I think I've really come into understanding that everybody's journey is their own. Mm -hmm. You know, like we all walk this earth and some people have kids at 21, some people have kids at 40. And I think Mm -hmm. when you open up the conversation to a lot of people around you, they'll say five different scenarios of, I know someone who had a kid at 50. So it kind of gives you hope. Mm -hmm. I think the best way to stay grounded for me is just to really appreciate that my story is my story and whatever Mm -hmm. is going to eventuate for me is going to be the best thing that was meant for me. And I think everybody should really sit in that space. Mm -hmm. I think at the moment in life, we've got all of everybody else's lives so readily available to us, which makes us feel that we're not on the right path. But if you strip all of that away and you sit within yourself and you're really happy with who you are as a person, Mm -hmm. you're grounded in that. And then that's your journey. And if it's with kids, without kids, with a partner or without a partner, mm-hmm. you just have to be really happy with the fact that it's your journey. And to second what Crystal said, being able to prioritize yourself, whether it's exercising, yeah. therapy, getting your nails yeah. done, whatever it is, yeah. doing those sort of things mm-hmm. I think really help you come back into you and therefore you're able to see and feel that things are going to be okay. Yeah, And I also don't want to undermine the fact that so many mums will be listening saying, I just don't have time for that. Mm -hmm. And I completely respect that, you know, Mm -hmm. and like I said, it was a privilege to be able to leave my kids for that time. Mm -hmm. But I just think, like I said, Mm -hmm. find five seconds, you know, just to breathe, just do three deep breaths, you know, stay in the car for that little bit extra, Mm -hmm. go to school, pick up 20 minutes early just to sit in the car, you know, really make the time for you Mm -hmm. and don't feel guilty about it Mm -hmm. because that's what's going to help with everything else. Totally. And I think it is a shift of mindset. Like we all do sort of have the same hours in the day. We all have very different circumstances. I appreciate that. But at the same time, if if someone's listening going, I don't have the time, well, okay, let's let's just be mindful that we need to try and carve out that time. And then you might be able to identify yeah. the pockets within your day exactly. that you can, yep. right? So it's mm. when you're, you, if you've got a newborn, it's yep. when your baby's napping. Yep. I know you probably want to nap too. Well, that's still, you know, yeah. self-indulgence yep. in a yep. way. Like just rest yeah. then, but don't yeah. feel like you have to do those hundred loads of laundry. No. Maybe sit there and read a book in that yep. time. Like you you, yeah. you do what you can yeah. with the time that you've got. So I think fundamentally, if you've got that as a priority, like yep. you're saying, you'll start identifying yep. where you can sort of That's actually one thing that's changed for me since um, coming back from Italy yeah. that I've really noticed. I was saying to Steph the other day, 
prior to, I think, going away with my mum and my sister, I would be like, I can't leave, like there's dishes. I can't leave the house. I, it, I will not be able to function if my dishes aren't done yeah. or there's washing. Mm. Since I've been back from Italy and obviously Steph's here, so, you know, I'm lucky because I get to do stuff with Steph in Melbourne, mm. but I'll be like, oh, there's three loads of washing dishes. Oh, well, we're going to go get a coffee, yeah. you know, and it's because no one is going to die if I don't no. do my washing right now, yeah. you know, like mm. just putting that, giving that extra time to me yeah. to just have that little bit of freedom like what we felt in Italy um, and spending the time with my sister, I'm happy to leave the washing. Yeah. And, I, yeah, it's funny because a month ago or, you know, mm. prior, mm. I would feel like everything would fall apart if I didn't do that yeah. before I left. Such a mindset shift. Yeah, right? yeah. yeah love I've it. got friends that are experiencing that as well, like from, a, you know, their mums, new mums, and they're feeling like I just don't have time for myself. And mm. I have these conversations with them all the time. Mm. And I think it's about that priorities thing. It's about what you prioritise. Yes. So if you are going to prioritise the washing and you are going to prioritise dusting or whatever it is that you need yep. to do, then just sit in the fact that yeah. that's what you're prioritizing exactly. and it's okay, yes. yeah. you know, yeah. and it's okay. Do that for six weeks yeah. and then maybe have a little bit of a shift where you can sit in your car for an extra 15 minutes, yeah. go get nails done or whatever. Yeah. I feel like we just need to be okay with the choices that we make. Yeah. If they sit in line with our priorities because that's yeah. how we're okay to wake up yeah. and be happy and be good people for other people. And, and we stuff. need to learn to not feel guilty. Yeah. I think as women, I know a lot of men probably mm. feel the same, but I mean, speaking to the women, yeah. especially my audience on Instagram, yes. don't feel guilty. Yeah. Just try not to feel guilty. And if you do feel guilty, just remember it's not, you're not hurting anyone by looking after yourself. Yeah. If anything, it's the complete opposite. So I think don't get the guilt. A lot of people yeah. ask me, hundreds of people ask me if I had the mum guilt being away. Mm. And I straight out, nah. Yeah. No. And I'm not going to be ashamed by saying I, I that didn't, either. I didn't right? at all. Not Gosh. even a little bit. And, it, you know, there were moments where I was like, I didn't speak to the kids today. Mm. Should I feel bad? Yeah. I, I honestly didn't. Yeah. But as I said, my husband is 100% hands-on, so I'm yeah. lucky in that sense. Yeah. But, you know, I've come back and they're happy and I'm happy and everything's still, you know, ticking along. The sheets got changed while yeah. I was gone. I think that was my worst fear. I was like, you can't leave all the sheets for four weeks. They need to be changed. My husband was like, I'm on it. I've got it. The things we think about. Yeah. No, yeah. love it. Well, thank you both so much again for your thank time. You. It's an absolute pleasure. I feel like I'm going to have to have you back on. Yeah, thank thank you. Great to chat. Thanks so much. Appreciate it. Thank you very much. Thanks for listening. If you enjoyed this episode, be sure to subscribe, leave us a rating or review and share it with your friends. Want to contribute to the conversation? Hit us up on Instagram at Parenthood Pod and join our Facebook group. Until next time. Thanks for listening. The Parenthood Podcast would like to acknowledge the traditional owners of the land we produce on, the land of the Wurundjeri people. We pay respect to their elders, past, present and emerging.